Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we get a full dose of Dr. Chris Bergwald. Uh, we ha- are having him talk about the sacrifice of Isaac by his father, Abraham. Um, it's a readings we just heard last weekend, and sometimes they're a little confusing. So we're going to have Dr. Bergwald stay with us the whole show, and we're going to talk about that. First, though, we are going to talk about, oh, no, no, we're not going to talk. We're going to have some biblical bites with Dr. B. I forgot what we were doing. <laughs> well, we can. We're, we we're going to. I don't know what we're talking about. He does not tell me ahead that's of true. time. That's true. I do so. not. I don't. All right. Uh, so, third Sunday of Lent. Um, yeah. And it, it's possible th- um, that there could be the readings for year A that could could be read. Oh, okay. um, even though we're in year B. There's some options. There's an option. Okay. There. I think it's because. So, this is for parishes that are doing RCIA or it's OCIA now. Mm-hmm. That's another story. Um, this is the Sunday of the first scrutiny. So oh. I think I think it's connected to that. Scrutiny. The first wow. scrutiny. I think we're going to have to have a show on that. I have no Maybe. idea what that is. Oh, well, that's Catholic. fascinating. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't go through it. I was just born into this. Yeah. Um, but we're going to be talking, I'm, I'm going to focus on the readings for year B. So the gospel reading for year B, normally it's from Mark. Um, but the third Sunday of Lent, year B, we get a reading from early on in John. John chapter 2, verses 13 through 25. So this is right after, I think it's right after, the wedding feast at Cana. Oh, okay. And first miracle. Right after first miracle. Yeah. So this is how the reading starts. Since the Passover of the Jews was near, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. So uh, Passover is one of the three feasts that Jews had to make an annual pilgrimage to Jerusalem for. Or, okay. I'm sorry, this is one of the three feasts for which, uh, okay. you know, I don't know dangling participles. It's with, okay. Uh, okay. I was not editing you. you were, okay. Uh, why do they have to go to Jerusalem? Are you going to tell us that? Or because, that? Okay. So, because the Passover had to be celebrated. The Passover is when they're recalling the Exodus, right? right? So that feast, the annual feast, um, in, entailed by the time, now this is, this is centuries after the temple has been built mm-hmm. to replace the tabernacle. So a lamb had the, the lambs for the Passover sacrifice oh, okay. and meal had to be slaughtered in the temple. Okay. And you have to you had to eat the celebrate the Passover meal within the confines of the city of Jerusalem. Okay. So well, faithful Jews. <laughs> this is, I was gonna say, I bet there were a bunch that didn't get there. <laughs> this is, you know, the kind of like Sunday obligation. Right. Well, right. Um <laughs> But Jesus, of course, is a faithful Jew. Right. Um, so he went up. Uh, I'm going to start reading. And Renee, I want you to, do you know what the gospel reading for this Sunday is? This, I this haven't one? looked ahead. At least if any idea. Okay. Since the Passover of Jesus was near, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. He found in the temple area, oh, though. Money changer. Yeah. Money changer. Right. So this is where Jesus We're flipping some tables. Flipping the tables. <laughs> what the heck is going on here? <laughs> Why are there people selling stuff in church? Or Basically. The, the t- or right in front of it. Yeah. So what is going on? Any, any idea what's going on here? Um, they were, the way I understand it, is they were selling uh, pigeons, doves, ra- sheep, whatever, to people to use for the sacrifice. Is that a good thing? Um, it could be, unless they're taking advantage of them. In a, yeah. Okay. What's with the money changers? Uh, well, I don't know. So, um, 
you, you as part of going, so you, you had to have an animal oh. to offer the sacrifice, yep. the lamb in this mm-hmm. case, right? Um, secondly, you have to, have to offer a temple tax, but you couldn't pay the temple tax in in your own in, in pagan money in, in, pagan in the Romans' yeah. coinage. Sure, okay. So they had to. The money changers were basically, you know, you go to the bank and you know, you I need some euros. Well, you know, so you give the dollars and you get the euros <laughs> back. Uh, I need some temple coinage because all I got is pagan money. So they would they'd swap that out. I'm gonna guess they charged and some they, extra they, on yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. So so it's it, it's a I I do need a lamp in this case. I need a lamb to offer the sacrifice, and I need to have Jewish money to pay the temple tax. But they're skimming off the surface, and this is being done in the courtyard, the, the outer courtyard of of the uh, the temple, which is the courtyard of the Gentiles. So Gentiles are not able to go in. So the Jews were basically, the temple allowed for some degree of Gentile worship of mm-hmm. Yahweh, but because it's filled up with all the money changers and all the people selling stuff, Gentiles aren't able to offer, offer worship as well. I feel like there's a lot more to that story, but thanks for that, Dr. B. You bet. In the studio with me, back again, Dr. Chris Bergwald. I wanted Chris to come in. Okay, so I know you guys get sick of Chris hanging out on Catholic Views. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) We love love having Bergwald on on the show, all the whole show. Um, The reason he's here is because last weekend, so if you're listening to this like as it's released or the weekend it's released, the previous weekend at Mass, the first reading was about Abraham and Isaac and the sacrifice of Isaac. And there's a whole lot of things going on there that seem really weird. Lots of questions about. You can do a homily about probably about 10 different angles on that thing. Um, And I think Father Mason may have done all 10. (laughs) 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 Very good at that. Um, Maybe not all 10, but it was a great homily. Uh, But I wanted Chris to come in so we could talk about some of these different angles and what exactly is going on here. And some of the the historical and cultural background to this so we can understand why this is what it is. So thank you, Chris, for coming in. Happy to be here. Bringing your doctorate expertise in here. (laughs) Can you start by giving us some background on Abraham and his son Isaac? Culturally, family, however you want to do that. Yep. So the the background on uh, Abraham— uh, we'll start with Abraham. So Abraham appears on the biblical scene um, in Genesis chapter 12, mm-hmm. maybe the very end of 11, but chapter 12, where he, with his father, um, had left um, Ur of the Chaldeans, basically like modern day Iraq, mm-hmm. um, down Baghdadish, okay. down towards the Persian Gulf. And they gone uh, basically far to the north of the Holy Land. Um, and they lived there um, in... Heron, I think is anyway, but then at a certain point, the Lord calls Abraham to leave. Not just that he's already left where he grew up mm-hmm. with his, mm-hmm. but with his extended family. But now he's being asked to leave his extended family um, and go to what we the, to the Holy Land. Mm-hmm. Um, and and God makes these promises: what He'll give him land um, from him, many nations will come, and through his offspring, um, worldwide blessing, blessing right. for all nations. And this is really confusing because um, Abraham at this point is 75 years old and he's married and they have no kids. Right. And his wife is barren. And his wife is barren. So, 
Okay, but it's the interest. So Ab- we, it's important and, to remember Ab- Abram. Abram, he's called Abram. He's not a Jew, right? Because like God is like a new. This is a new concept to him. Right, right, right. I mean, there's well, the gods are not a new concept, right. but the God, one God. Yeah, is. right. Because so this God, a- a- Abram, <laughs> Abraham, eventually um, is the the grandfather of Jacob, aka Israel. Israel. The Israelites. So, like, it's not like uh, growing up in Ur, right. uh, Abram would have known the God who created everything. Right. No, almost certainly just the, the culture of of the time. This is like 2000-ish BC. Right. Um, so, they're, they're almost certainly polytheistic religion was the name of the game at that time. But, the, but, but, so this, 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 <laughs> to refer, reference a movie that we were talking about, an entity um, <laughs> reveals himself to Abram and Abram obeys. Right. We call Abram the fa- our father in faith right. because Abram, like this unknown God, um, calls him and he, and, he, and he obeys. So he leaves first, first with, again, extended family, they leave Ur and then with the, um, just him. And now Abram, by the, by the time this is 75 years old, He's a wealthy man. He's right. a chieftain in essence. So he doesn't have kids, but he has, he has servants. His wife Sarai has servants. Um, so he and his nephew Lot, mm-hmm. um, they they leave the extended family, and this sort of entourage goes to what we think of the Holy Land. Um, so that's Genesis twelve-ish, and then over the succeeding several chapters, we see God um, establishing a series of covenants. With Abraham, right. Abram, Abraham, his name is changed to Abraham at a certain point, uh, and and God is pointing out that the promises I made, I'm ratify. I wasn't kidding when I made those promises, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm showing that to you by these covenants that I'm establishing with you. And we've talked about some of these yeah. on the show on Biblical Bites before. Um, and then finally, like 24 years after God promises Abram, Abraham, that he's going to have a son. Um, he he has Isaac. Now here's the thing though. Um this is the first son that Abram has with That's his Sarah. wife Sarah, yes. <laughs> but it's not his first son. Right. And this is where so Abraham is not perfect in his faith. No. <laughs> he like so the Lord's giving making these promises to him, but he's he at a certain point like 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 we do. Yeah. He's checking his watch. Like yeah. okay, so I'm not getting any younger here yeah. and neither is my wife. So <laughs> Oh, maybe the Lord, when he made this promise to me, maybe he wanted me to sort of take the initiative. Right. Take control. Take, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so he had a son, Ishmael, with and 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 Sarah had a role in this too. Yes. Sarah proposed, "Hey, why don't you have a child with my with my servant Hagar?" So he had a son with Hagar. Mm-hmm. Um and that's Ishmael. But Ishmael, uh, by the time we get to the reading that we're, we heard last last Sunday, um, Hagar and Ishmael have been—Ishmael's been disinherited, banished, basically, um, and sent on their way. Right. But then Isaac was born. Right. And there's a long—when you read Genesis, um, after the whole Ishmael incident, uh, um, there's like, I think it's 10 years— where Abram did not hear the voice of the Lord Ooh, speaking boy. to him. So, like, okay, He's in trouble. okay, Abraham. <laughs> um, so that's kind of the background. So, okay. so Isaac is the heir, right? Finally, mm-hmm. the long prom. Again, Abraham sort of tried to take matters into his own hands. That was not the Lord's intention. 
But finally, this man who has pretty, not, not always, but often trust in the Lord, finally has the, the long-awaited son that he and his wife were waiting for. It's, it's also important to understand, especially for um, in, the, in the culture of that time, um, even more so than today. So the, the reality of infertility is mm-hmm. a cross. Uh, mm-hmm. No pun intended, as right. I said that. Right. For many couples, even more so in that culture. Right. Right. Um, so for, uh, for Sarah to not have a son was maybe even harder than it was for, for Abraham. Right. So right. that's kind of the. Okay. So that lays that piece of the foundation. So I want to go to another piece of this before we really answer some of the questions. So child sacrifice played a large role yep. in the ancient world. Yep. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because all of us are like, God is asking him to sacrifice his son. What kind of insanity is this? And why would God do such a thing? Well, I think we have to understand a little bit about the ancient world first. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, on the one hand, oh my gosh, how could your you we, people kill their own child? Well, hello. Uh, yeah, that's we're kind still of happens. doing that. <laughs> now they're not sacrificed to idols of gold or bronze or wood. No. Um, in the same way. Right. Well, I mean, right. but they may be sacrificed if you on the altar of vacation. Um, there was the reality that there were there were gods that people would, for the sake of prosperity, mm-hmm. for the sake of rain, um, for the fields, they would throw their newborns into the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they would kill, willingly, willingly, like literally sacrifice, like right. kill their newborn children to placate the gods. Mm-hmm. Moloch is one who's referenced throughout scripture. Yeah. Um, but there are other, Baal, uh, yep. there, there are others. Um, and we see when you read the Old Testament, you see the reality of the cultures around and the Israelites struggling and sometimes failing to not fall into that false idol worship as well right. with the practices that come with it. Right. So, the the I, certainly at Abraham's t- Abraham's time and going forth throughout the whole Old Testament era, the rest of the Old Testament era, this was a reality in the cultures in which the Israelites found themselves. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so at the time that God asks, well, there's going to be two questions: Why did God ask this of him? But also at the time that he asked that, what was Abraham's relationship with God? Like what? What right. was he possibly thinking? Right, right there. Right. So this is so again. God has so Abraham has not perfectly, but in a real way trusted the Lord. Mm-hmm. He's followed him in faith. Again, not always. <laughs> Bit like us, <laughs> but 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 oftentimes trusted him enough where. Um, it, so I mentioned the mass already, the first Eucharistic prayer, the, uh, the Roman canon, mm-hmm. Abraham, our father in faith. Yeah. Um, in the catechism, when, when the church is talking about the, the, the virtue of faith and what it means to have faith, to believe, uh, the two biblical figures that are, are held up are Mary as the mm-hmm. paradigm mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. belief in God. But uh, in addition right. to her, Abraham. Wow, okay. So he is really held up. Despite his flaws, mm-hmm. he is really a, so he trusted the Lord mostly, <laughs> um, and so at this point he's still trusting the Lord because he didn't know he's got his son, right? And uh, now he's still waiting. Like the the, the two the the land, um, the, the many nations of the three promises back in Genesis twelve, 
Two of them have been not fulfilled, but um, have been ratified by covenants. Right. Not the third yet, but I mean, one would imagine that Abraham's like, okay, well, I'm sure the Lord will get right. around to it when he when he gets around to it. Right. So a good relationship. Um, I, I, they had a good relationship. Uh, he had a good relationship with the Lord at this point, as mm-hmm. far as we know. Okay. So why did God ask him? Um, that's that's the big question we all want to know, right? So why? It, it is to test. Yeah. Abraham's okay. faith. It's not the first time that. God has tested. It's someone. not, but th- but this is the test. so. There's been progression, yeah. right? So Abraham has sacri- sacrificed. He he's sacrificed his home. Mm-hmm. Um, he's made all these journeys. He's sacrificed part of himself. Uh, yeah. Circumcision. Yeah. Um, he's sacrificed family. Lot. He and Lot mm-hmm. went sep- separate ways. Now he's being asked to sacrifice an heir. Uh, the heir, mm-hmm. his. And it's interesting because in the take your. This is this is the beginning of the reading. Um, he said, "Take your son, your only begotten son, Isaac." Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because again, well, but there's there's Ishmael, but Isaac is the son. He is there. Your only begotten yeah. son. Take him, yeah. um, whom you love. Go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering upon one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Yeah, and again, the heir was very important in the ancient world too. Yeah, yeah. But, and especially, so just in general, um, the air was important, but especially because all these promises, mm-hmm. which are being ratified by a series of covenants mm-hmm. that God has made, they all depend on him having an heir. Right. So now the Lord is saying to to Abraham, okay, the means by which uh, all of these promises with their covenants will be fulfilled, sacrifice, give it up, offer it up, literally offer it up. And sacrifice. So this is there's a progression of the Lord testing Abraham, and not it's, this is really he's not testing him like um, uh, God does not have the lab coat, and Abraham <laughs> is the rat in the maze. Oh, interesting. Oh, right. Let's he let's let's open this. No, this this is Abraham. Do you trust me? Right. Yes, I trust you. Do you really trust me? Yes. Okay. Land. I trust you. This is now. Do you really trust me? So right now, as I say that, I'm I'm reminded of Jesus's words to Peter um, after Uh, the resurrection. Peter, do you love me? Yep. Yep. Yes. Do you love me? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you love me? So there's this progression of do you? So he's testing Abraham's faith, and why does the Lord do that to strengthen? So if, if I'm, I'm for Lent, I'm reading Hebrews, um, and one of the things I love about Hebrews is it's the Lord will, uh, especially chapter eleven or twelve, um, we're tested by the Lord, yeah. not because again he's not a clinic, clinician, an evil scientist <laughs> wanting to see how we respond. No, he's a father, mm-hmm. and he wants us to grow. He wants us to exercise our spiritual muscles, right. especially the, the muscle of trust and faith. Right. Okay, so I've heard a couple different theories about why, um, besides he trusted the Lord, I've heard a couple different theories about why Abraham was go, went ahead and that did this. And one is that he assumed that God would raise Isaac. Is that? Yeah, I, I mean, I— I don't, and that's why he was okay with it. Yeah, I, 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 I don't buy that. To be honest, okay. there's no hint of that. There's no hint to me. That's reading what we know what happened later with another right. only begotten son. Right. <laughs> um, that's sort of like reading 
back into yeah. it. Now, yeah. now I, I think where that's partially like that he's trusting that somehow the Lord will resolve the situation. Right. So I, I might walk that back a little bit. It's pot, but, but it's possible. it's possible that Abram Abraham would have had an idea that somehow the Lord will make this right, right. because of he's, he's made promises and covenants. Right. Um, so somehow, but the reason I'm like, would have Abraham have had a, a conception of uh, bringing somebody coming back from the dead? Right. I don't know right. about that. Okay. So we've talked a lot about Abraham. Let's look at Isaac for a second. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty much um, assumed that Isaac is not a boy here. He is a young man or at least a teenager. So it's assumed by you because you know some things. Ah, uh, that's true. Uh, I think <laughs> okay, it's assumed by theologians. How about that? Uh, well, it's not just assumed by theologians. There's <laughs> there's good reasons why theologians think that. So I think the average Bible reader, Catholic, Christian, uh, maybe even in Jew, reading this and, okay, so God find, or Abraham finally had Isaac, and we're not really told uh, how, how much long, later this right. was after Isaac was born. So I th- when I first started really paying attention to what we're reading here, I'm imagining that Isaac is, you know, like five, five. six yeah. years old. Yeah. Um, but he's he's definitely, there, there are definitely indications in the text that he's not five or six years old. Uh, this is a little bit later. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac, and he cut the wood for the burnt offering. So the wood for the burnt offering. Like, if, like you need a lot of wood. You need a lot of wood. Especially if this is going to be a, not a pigeon. Correct. This a, <laughs> right. This is, so this is imagine, let's just say for the sake of argument, it is just a child. Mm-hmm. You still, if he's going to offer his um, young boy son uh, as a sacrifice, that's still a lot of wood. Yeah. Okay. Um, Abraham, this is verse six. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. So he put it on mm-hmm. Isaac's basically shoulders or mm-hmm. back to carry all this. Isaac was not five not or six five, years no. old. So Jewish tradition, some some Jewish tr- uh, traditions say that he's 25 okay. or even 37. Yep. So a lot of biblical scholars say he was at least, what we would say is a high schooler. Right. You know, at least probably a mid, late teen mm-hmm. um, young man. If not older. If not, if not older. Right. Okay. Go ahead. You're so this is else. where... So Dr. John Bergsma, scripture scholar, mm-hmm. I know I know you've got other questions, but this is Dr. John Bergsma really paints this picture in a really vivid way. Okay. So Abraham at this point is 110-ish mm-hmm. or older. Mm-hmm. His son is um not this little toddler or young boy. He's a teenager. So <laughs> Dr. Bergsma, Abraham is going up, up, up Mount Moriah with the walker with the tennis balls on it. <laughs> you know, he's making his way. <laughs> he's not going to be strong enough to throw Isaac on the wood. Unwillingly. Unwillingly yep. and tie him up. Nope. Isaac is a willing participant yeah. in what's happening. He had to be. Right. He, he trusts the only begotten son, trusts his father. Sounds very familiar. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> okay. So we all know that Isaac was not sacrificed. He was that not the sacrificed. Lord stopped Abraham yep. and provided a sacrifice. He did. So how did God provide it? And how is that tied in? So there's this ram. So so 
uh, the, the Lord stops Abraham just as he's about mm-hmm. to to stab or slash the throat of Isaac right. and then burn him. Um, he stops him, uh, and and Abraham sees um, a ram caught in a thicket with his horns caught. In horns. Thicket. So his, his head, head is caught in a thicket of <laughs> thorns. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then uh, Abraham with Isaac offer that ram in sacrifice to God. Yeah. So um, the Lord will provide Yahweh Yireh Yireh. The the mountain there there will be a city built on this mountain later called Jerusalem. Uh-huh. Yahweh Yireh, the Lord will provide Jerusalem Jerusalem. Uh-huh. And and it's on Mount Moriah where this happened mm-hmm. that Solomon built the temple where the sacrifices were performed. Okay. And okay. it's outside of the temple that another sacrifice is made 2,000 years later. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Whose head was also caught up in thorns. And was called the Lamb of God. And was the called Lamb the Lamb of God. Of God <laughs> and who offered himself in sacrifice loving and trusting in his father. So this is really, would you call it a type of Absolutely. the crucifixion? Yes. Yeah. Is that the All right these terminology? Yeah. Yeah. It's, the, it's a type. So a foreshadowing technical term is, the, the, yes, the whole the binding of Isaac is an absolute, and all sorts of, another interesting thing, from the time when the Lord asks Abraham to sacrifice his son until the whole, well, almost sacrifice happens is three days. Hmm. It just gets it gets deeper and deeper, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> okay, so we have like a minute or two. I hope you can do this quick. Um, what what can we take from this scene from the Bible for our own life? So for our own life, um, so oftentimes the Lord the Lord wants to grow our faith. Mm-hmm. He wants he wants us to trust Him more. So He will ask us to give up good things, and things that he wants us to have, but are we detached from them? Do we trust him? Mm -hmm. Um, Am I willing to let go of this good thing because because I trust that the Lord will bless me and keep his covenantal promises to me? Right. For me, that like in terms of our own personal lives, can I follow Abraham's example? Yeah. And be willing to give up Every anything and everything that I think the Lord is asking me to do. Yeah, I think that's a perfect way to say that because He does want us to actually put Him above everything. You're right, right, and literally that, that's everything. The, that's the thing. Um, you know, this this Sunday, the first reading is the Ten Commandments, mm. and the first the first read the first commandment is that we shall not worship any false idols. Right. We won't have any other gods. So, do I have? I, okay, I don't have a little. You know. You don't uh, have a little golden calf. I, in I don't have a little room, golden but... calf in my closet in my <laughs> living room, but do I have other things? Food, screens, um, yourself, myself, my my spouse. Yes. Uh, do I my might, children? I, have, I might have those things that I actually put in in importance above God Himself. Right. And the Lord, are you willing to give these things up so that I have proper position? Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Okay, I better leave some time in the front for you. Probably. <laughs> Thank you for coming in and going through this with us. I think it's super valuable because it it really tells the story of how God has planned all of this throughout time. And he's still doing that. Amen. So thanks, Dr. B. You bet. All right, if you haven't found us already on social media, you can find us at Facebook, Instagram, 
I always call it Twitter, but it's X, and I'm going to call it Twitter anyway. YouTube uh, at SF Diocese, or you can go to sfcatholic.org anytime. That's it for us today. I hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic Views.